Some people think that when you get old, you don't want to have sex or that you shouldn't have sex. And I think as long as the spirit is there and the body is willing, go to it. They ask me, what do I think about sex, you know? Well, I said, if you don't use it, you lose it. <laughs> I think he said something about, I don't know whether I can do it, <laughs> didn't you? Yeah. And I said, oh, come on, you can do it. <laughs> he did. Well, you know, they talk about Viagra for men. Now they have medication for women also. Just think, if a Viagra man and a medicated woman get together, there has to be a real explosion. <laughs> <laughs> Viagra started a whole new conversation about sex and has become the punchline of plenty of jokes. But a lot of people still think there's no reason to talk to older people about sexuality. After all, there's no way they're still having sex. Yeah, there's been a construction of the older individual in American society, even today, as someone who's not very sexual. Sexuality is something that tapers off and dies as you get older. But we found evidence to the contrary. That's Elijah Ward, a sociologist at the University of Illinois, Chicago. He spent the last five years studying the sexual activity of seniors living in public housing. And he reads from a list of the behaviors he found. Holding hands, 43% said yes. Caressing hands, 41%. Kissing on the lips, 38%. Touching private parts, 37%. Touching or caressing the back, 34%. Touching or caressing the hips, 33%. Vaginal sex, 38%. Des Plaines is a suburb of Chicago, near O'Hare. It prides itself on being a city of destiny. At least, that's what the signs around here say. Oakton Arms is a senior apartment building off a busy commercial street in Des Plaines. About 100 people live in apartments here, and nearly a third of them are over the age of 90. The oldest is 99. We're sitting on a comfy sofa in the guest lounge. A fellow nearby has made himself right at home. We're waiting to talk to Jay Lukowitz, executive director of Oakton Place, a complex that includes Oakton Arms and a nearby nursing home. Lukowitz is unusual in that he's also a sex therapist. For years, he led workshops at Loyola University's sex clinic. So groups planning talks about senior sexuality often turned to him. Well, I was asked to speak at a, uh, at a local senior center. They wanted the topic, but they didn't want the topic. Uh, and so we kind of, instead of calling it what it was, sex and aging, uh, we used um, relationships in later life. And when we got to uh, the question and answer period, the first question, the first uh, hand raised was, where can I buy a vibrator? <laughs> well, you know, maybe the seniors are able and ready to talk about this. That's certainly the case here at Oakton Arms. Although most residents choose to keep their private lives private, they know that they can turn to Lukowitz if they have questions or want to talk explicitly about sexual concerns. One of the residents who I knew before she had gotten really quite ill and she was confined to bed, um, and she knew that I was a sex therapist, and so one day asked to see me. You know, So I went up to speak with her, and she asked me if she was going to hell. And I said, well, that's really out of my, <laughs> that's out of my area. Uh, very quickly, she said, you know, I've been masturbating. What she was masturbating to or about was really reminiscences. She had had a great marriage, 
a lot of good sex in the marriage. It was an important part in her life. I just said, well, that sounds really beautiful. <laughs> and then, okay, that decreases the anxiety. Um, I don't know what it did for her spiritually <laughs> as far as whether or not she goes to hell, but uh, it certainly made her feel more comfortable. It's 11.30 now at Oakton Arms, lunchtime. Good morning, honey. Good morning, Thelma. People using walkers and riding in wheelchairs file past Lagaya Manalagad, the dining room manager. No one gets past her without a nice word. Hi, Verna. Good morning. For appetizers, there are miniature hot dogs with ketchup. And the main course is a choice between Hungarian goulash or salmon-stuffed baked potato. It's the best. After lunch, we gathered a group of people in their 70s and 80s to talk about sex. There's Millie, Florence, Cy, and Alice. And at the head of the table is Frida Santagrossi. At 87, she's stout, blunt, and feisty. The closest I ever came to learning anything about sex the boys used to have, and I don't know if they still have them, they had a little booklet, and they used to flip it real fast like a movie. Do you know what I'm talking about? And it would, it would show action. And we would look at it and laugh, but still not really know what we were laughing at. And that's the truth. And so what did that picture look like? Oh, it was dirty. It was either a nude man and a new woman with right. their genitals exposed, and when you flipped it, it showed. Uh, you did it like this. It's, it's all depends if you did it slow or fast. It's slow motion or fast motion. Uh -oh. You would see it. I have to laugh. When I got married, I thought that as soon as you get married, you immediately become pregnant. And dummy thought the same thing I did. And we, t we were married two weeks, and we went to Springfield to visit his parents. And I was going down the basement. There were three steps, and I lost my balance, and I fell. And I thought, oh, my, I'm going to have a miscarriage. <laughs> Dummy thought the same thing I did, and I wasn't even pregnant. <laughs> the whole reason for sexuality is to propagate the race, right? Well, we're too old for that. So naturally, the desire goes down. I mean, it's just a, it's just yeah. a, a natural thing. But just a minute, I disagree with that a little bit. To me, sexuality, sex in itself is a love act. That's why the race <laughs> goes on. That's why you have children. But even when you can't have children anymore, right. you still could enjoy There's sex because you loved your I partner. Mean, in the long run, I mean, in the long big picture, the reason for the sexuality is to keep on having children and keeping people going. Okay. Do, do couples form here very often? No. There's only one couple that I know of, this Nancy and yes. Frank. Yeah. And Joanne introduced me to uh, Frank. She said, Frank just moved, that was her, just moved in here, and he's already found a girlfriend, uh -oh. and maybe the same thing will happen to you. Mm. And I said, oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> What if a man showed interest, though? Well, maybe I'd feel flattered that anyone looked at this little short fat and found me interesting. And I really don't know how I re would respond because it hasn't happened yet. See how lucky I am? Do you think that there is a maximum age at which one could have sex? 
I don't think so. I don't think, uh, unless it's an individual. That's right. I agree with that. We're, uh, we just got married 10 years ago. Wonderful. And uh, as far as sex was concerned, it was real good up till uh, when we hit the 80s. But still, I want to ask you a question. Even though you say you're not active in sex anymore, don't you still feel good that you could hold her in your arms? Oh, yes. And that yeah. she could pet you and stroke you? Isn't that a yes. wonderful feeling? Yes. Yes. Okay. It, uh, that feeling hasn't gone away, no. Oh, it's, that's it's, good. That's wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. The desire for warmth and closeness never fades. But there are plenty of things that work against seniors. Demographics, for one. At Oakton Arms, there are ten women for every man. That doesn't leave much opportunity for women like Frida. Jay Lukowitz. The women have the issue in terms of what happens when they do go after a man. I mean, there are men available. And so they are subjected to various kinds of um, slams from friends of theirs. Uh, you know, if they start to overdress or put on more makeup or act in a certain kind of way. Uh, but if you want to say, well, what do men do in nursing homes? Uh, they're scared to death <laughs> of the women because there's that, it's, it's overwhelming. And I think it's hard for them to find a place for themselves. And so if they want to play bingo, they go into a room and there's three guys and 40 women. And so maybe I don't belong here. In a culture that prizes youth, seniors often don't feel like they belong. Some have a hard time seeing themselves as desirable. Our society has got all these beautiful images of people all over the place, uh, you know, Britney Spears, and not to slam poor Britney. But uh, I don't look like Britney anymore, even if I did once, or I thought I did once. Uh, the evidence in the mirror is really working against me. <laughs> and so that becomes uh, maybe a source of shame or unhappiness, and so that's sometimes an issue. And so is illness. Physical problems like arthritis and heart disease, side effects from medications, and the natural decline of sex hormones. All of these things can disrupt older sex lives. For men, it may take longer to get an erection. For women, there can be vaginal dryness. And when one person in a relationship gets really sick, it can complicate and even end a sex life. Daniel Kuhn is an expert on dementia and sexuality at the Mather Institute on Aging in Evanston. I think it's um, very difficult because the spouse who is well is taking on so many other responsibilities uh, regarding decisions, regarding finances, regarding driving. As they assume a caregiving role, I think it becomes more difficult for them to see themselves as an equal sexual partner because they're so dominant in other areas of the relationship. Richard Carroll is a sex therapist who works at Northwestern University Medical School, and he sees a lot of older couples. The successful ones don't expect things to be like they were when they were 18. Uh, the sexual changes that come with age, as I always refer to and think about the, the line from the song by Willie Dixon, which uh, goes, I'm built for comfort, not for speed. It's common for a sexual relationship to slow down and maybe even stop at times. And yet when one partner dies, a surprising thing can happen. Most widowers, widows, after a period of mourning and grieving, um, kind of rediscover sexual feeling. Uh, what's interesting is that uh, those feelings can be awoke, awoken fairly quickly after they've been kind of dormant for quite a long time in the context of a new relationship. It's very clear our love is here to stay. No 
not for a year. We're in an elevator going to see Cy and Alice Dion. Another resident rides up with us. You're up early today. Yeah. <laughs> I get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Not that I have to, I don't know why, but I do. <laughs> what do you do at 5 o'clock? Do you go for a run? Oh, go exercise and all kinds of stuff. Good for you. Uh-huh. Have a good day. We knock on the door and hear a faint, come in. Good morning. Hi. How are you? Good morning. Good morning. It sounds like, is your phone off the hook? Your telephone's off the hook. Cy and Alice greet us from big cushioned chairs. Their apartment is cramped. A single room filled with the belongings of two lifetimes. Cy is in a white dress shirt with black suspenders. He's wearing big, square, Larry King glasses. Alice has on a colorful cotton sweater, and her hair is a white corona around her face. They met 10 years ago, when they were both in their 70s. In church, if I turned my head a little bit, I could see her on, on the other aisle. And uh, I said, well, she, I wonder who she is. I was sitting in the back, and I see him about eight pews up. And I thought, my golly, who is that? So then my friend introduced us, and she was the one that had the hots for him. I went for communion, and I, I was dressed with a suit. That turned the point, I guess. <laughs> she had, I asked her if she wanted to go for a ride. Oh, that's and, right. Uh, she said yes. <laughs> we... Uh, went for a ride, and that was the start of it. Right after we met, he came over to my house. My son comes along, and he didn't know about him yet. And so he was sort of, oh boy, look what my mother's doing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they were happy for us. So there was no no bickering about it. And it's uh, wonderful that they think that way because we would have done it anyway, no matter what they, they thought. Sai is 86 now, and Alice is 83. Both had long and happy first marriages, and both were widowed. They enjoyed this chance to be newlyweds again, together. We had uh, a period of 24 hours. We had intercourse three times. Not on the same day, but 24 hours. <laughs> I think he said something about, I don't know whether I can do it, didn't you? Yes. And I said, oh, come on, you can do it. <laughs> he did. It was as good as it was when we were young. Yeah. Yes, it was. It was perfect. Up to the year 80, uh, we had uh, sex whenever we felt like it. And then after, when I hit 80, uh, it the, the desire was there, but the, it, it couldn't happen. Many seniors are perfectly happy to let their sex life end. But sex therapist Rosemary Hutchinson, who works with a lot of suburban Chicago seniors, says some of her clients still have sexual ambitions. I do occasionally get women in their 70s who want to have their first orgasm. How do you help them? 
the way I would help a 20-year-old who's never had an orgasm, which is to teach them about their own body, to encourage them to explore their own body, you know, to prepare their body for achieving an orgasm. It's, it's the same at 70 as at 20. How receptive are they to the advice? Very. They're very desperate to have them. I mean, it really means a lot to them. I mean, they come in a lot of pain that they have not had one, and they don't want to die without having one, and they're totally receptive, highly motivated. What do they report once they've achieved an orgasm? They're very delighted. (laughs) You know, I mean, it's meant a lot to them. And now, let's start. And the first number is... G57, Bingo always draws a crowd at Oakton Arms. Almost every seat is taken. We pulled Bill Ablaze aside for a chat. Everyone said we should talk to Bill, the resident Casanova at Oakton Arms. At age 87, his hands are swollen with arthritis, the legacy of his career. For over 70 years, Bill cut hair. I became a barber at... 13 years old, <clears throat> whatever education I got, I got from people coming in the barber shop. They asked me, what do I think about sex, you know? Well, I said, if you don't use it, you lose it. I know I almost lost it. My, I, my, I was married 42 years, my wife passed away. I had just about all washed up, but then I met a young chick. What's your uh, lady friend's name? Maria. Maria. Uh, She's Russian. She wants to get married. She's looking for a green card. And she's been very, very good to me. Very good. I've been sick, and she took took care of me. And she's bought me... She's bought me clothes, you know. She, She bought me winter clothes. Are you sexually active with her? Hmm? Are you sexually active with her? Yes, very much. Yeah. A lot of men will tell me that I'm lying. And I tell them, you put up a, a dollar, and if I don't, you, you bring the woman. If I can't produce, you, you win a hundred bucks. Nobody takes me up on it. So you don't think there's any age that ends sexual feelings? No. In fact, I have more women chasing me now than I ever had in my life. Do you think your kids are uncomfortable with you being sexually active? My son, he never says anything. And my daughter, she's way against it. She says, Dad, you realize you're going out with a woman my age? You know? And what did you say? Well, what could I say? Just shut up. Do you think there's a kind of a discrimination against older people regarding their sexuality? If everyone is having such a hard no, time. No, I'm proud. I'm proud of it. I am proud of it. To think at, at, at this stage of the game, at, at, at my age, that I'm capable. Like my, my lady friend, she said, if it wasn't for me, you'd be dead by now. Do you think that's true? I think so. Does it worry you that you'll tax your No, and actually, I, if anything, I, th- I stimulated your heart. What do you want to tell other senior men who aren't sure if they can still do it, if they can still use it? 
What a way to die. <laughs> what a way to die. <laughs> Could it be any better way to die? <laughs> you know. <laughs> I tell it the way it is. Oh, gee. <laughs> oh, Marie. Oh, Marie. Oh, Marie. Oh, Marie. In your arms, I'm longing to be. Longing to be. Mm, baby. Baby, tell me you love me. Tell me you love me. Kiss me once while the stars shine above me. Shine above me. Hey, hey, Marie. Hey, Marie. Oh, Marie. Oh, Marie. In your arms, I'm longing to be. Longing to be. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. Tell me you love me. Tell me you love me. Hey, Marie. Hey, Marie. Hey, Sammy. Come here, boy. Where, Marie? Where, Marie? Where, Marie? As people age, caretaking roles often switch, and suddenly, adult children find themselves responsible for their parents. This can make things uncomfortable, especially when sexual topics come up. Daniel Kuhn of the Mather Institute remembers a call he got from a woman who was distressed over her mother's behavior. And within weeks of going into the nursing facility, uh, the daughter got a disturbing call saying that your mother was found in bed, fully clothed, with a a man, and they have grown very fond of each other very quickly, and it looks like it could evolve into a sexual relationship. So this woman called me, the daughter called me and said, Dan, what do you think I had to say? I said, what are your reservations? She said, I could accept my mother's dementia, but my mother's sexuality, this is just outrageous. I could make other decisions for her, but whether or not for her to be a sexual partner, that goes beyond my role as I see it. So we talked about this other man, and we talked about uh, her mother, and eventually she came away feeling very good about her mother and this gentleman. And in fact, they had a very healthy, close relationship until the man died. Dementia and Alzheimer's can change older people's behavior and make them lose inhibitions. This can strain family relationships. Jay Lukowitz. It's not uncommon for a lot of dementia people to like to undress. And we're not always sure what that means, whether they think they want to take a shower and so they're doing that, or their clothing is too tight, too loose, or they just want to feel the air against their skin or they're hot. I mean, there's probably 10 reasons why they could be undressing. But imagine if you're the daughter and you walk into a facility and there's mom in her room and she has her top off. And maybe she's always got her top off. You know, that's somebody put it on, she takes it off, or, you know, she does that frequently. Uh, so even, even something as sort of benign sexually as that can be very upsetting. Sexuality is an undiscussed topic at most nursing homes, partly because staff members receive little or no training, and administrators don't get involved unless there's a problem. As a result, people working with seniors sometimes lack sensitivity. Daniel Kuhn says that will have to change before the boomers retire. I must warn all nursing home providers out there, be on, the, be on the lookout for people like me, because we're not going to stand for it. We are going to demand that we be treated as individuals, that our privacy will be respected, that we will be free to have a partner if our traditional partner is deceased or living at home. We are going to make sure that we have a companion that we share life with. Another challenge facing nursing homes is how to accommodate openly gay couples, a relatively new phenomenon. Jay Lukowitz. People be willing to say, yeah, 
the you know the two of us are here we live together and we've been together for all these years and and uh, we're going to retire together number is N32. Three, two. Now hold your cards. Don't touch them because we're going to go on from here in just a minute. Let me check this bingo first. I can't recall all the numbers I started with. Life at Oakton Arms may be what many aging Americans have to look forward to health and wealth willing. Two meals a day, activities in the afternoon, a concert at night, excursions every now and then, and a pull cord in each room in case of falls. And maybe they'll live in an atmosphere, like the one at Oakton Arms, where their sexuality is respected, encouraged, and where there's someone to talk to who will listen. That, says Jay Lukowitz, is his hope. It's a way of almost saying that the, there's a vital force inside you that doesn't diminish as, as you go through the life cycle. And that's sexuality. It's also lots of other things, but maybe sex is a concrete example of being positive, being true to yourself, knowing that uh, there are pleasures out there and that you can have them and that that can be yours for the rest of your life. And you can have that in different forms, in different ways, on uh, different settings, but that that's still there. I mean, sex is a, is a life force. It, it's life-giving and certainly pleasure-giving, and so why would you stop that just because you're old? <laughs> 